As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now it is time to get to the season reviews. We will be starting with the Tigers. With the Tigers. Let's get into it. Tigers, points per game, 16. Line breaks, average 4.1. 16th in the comps. They had the worst points per game. Tackle breaks, 33.7 per game, which was 8th. Metres per game, they were 10th. Offloads per game, they were 2nd with 12 per game. Try assists per game, 2.2, which was 17th. Tackles per game, which is ninth. Missed tackles per game, they were 14th with 33 per game. Errors, 11.4, which made them third, which is third as in that's bad, like the third worst side. Penalties per game, 5.5, which was eight. The Tigers season, um, a disaster. A disaster, unfortunately. Now, I say disaster, so it's going to sound bizarre saying this, I still think they're in a better position than they were at the end of last season. Uh, Even though they've gone back-to-back spoons, there was a period there when they had all their players on the field where they were really playing some competitive footy and also, aside from some real, you know, blowouts, I thought they were quite competitive for a lot of games. But when when we're not looking at a forward, ahead, when you're looking at this year, with the roster they had and the performance they put in, it was a disaster year. And I think that, I know a lot of uh, some listeners get frustrated when I constantly talk about off-field, off-field. What's the vibe like? What's the mentality like? What's the environment like? If you ever needed to look at a season where you can have a certain roster, but the position they are on the, the ladder actually reflects more where the club is off the field, this is the Tigers right now. Their biggest concern going forward is they absolutely need to sort out off the field 
and they need to sort it out now because it doesn't matter who they bring into this club. If it continues like this, they are going to be at the bottom of the table or at least in the bottom four for the foreseeable future. Can be my biggest worry with the Tigers is that if they do not sort it out in the next year or two and if Benji Marshall doesn't work, you've already gone through Tim Sheens. If they go through Benji Marshall and it still doesn't turn around, what do they possibly do? Seriously. Like what what could they possibly do and who would want to take that position? Because the, so the chairman has just been extended for what, three years? Yep. And Pasco at this stage is still the CEO. Yep. So unless there is a massive clean out, what coach would want to go there? Because <clears throat> I mean, let's put it this way. A five-year plan that was put in place at the, at the end of last year, they got less than 12 months into it and sacked the main guy for it that was supposed to create it. So as a coach, if you are looking to coach the Tigers, let's say it doesn't work with Benji, even though we all want it to work. Everyone in rugby league wants it to work for Benji. If it doesn't work with Benji, as a coach, surely you've got to be intelligent enough to know that even if you go into the Tigers and they tell you you've got full control of everything, don't worry, it's your... It's your castle it's your you know you run everything you're the king of the castle how can a coach take that at face value and you don't want to be that club you, <laughs> you just you cannot afford to be that club unfortunately the tigers have been that club for a while now and it's going to be hard to dig themselves out i thought Kemby, there was a three-week period that summed up the west tigers uh they won three from four games i think it was around nine to eleven uh they finished round uh round 12 sorry they finished in 15th place which was their season high they had a bye the week after and dropped to 16th. Just right. unbelievable. Yeah. Far out. Timmy, what do you think of Tigers? Yeah, from that point, they went on, from where Guru said, round 12, their second last win season, they went on to win one more game. That was against the Dolphins in round 24. And that was a game where Jermaine Asako missed a conversion basically on the buzzer to win it in a kick that he probably should have got by his, his lofty standards. And the issue for me with the Tigers this season was that they had a lot of new faces come in, some really exciting recruits. And we speak out time and time again, and it'll come up a lot in this podcast, but it takes time for teams to gel together. But they started slow, and they didn't get any better mm. by the end of the season. Like, their forward pack to begin the season. Stefano Udicomano at prop, played Origin this year. Appy Corusau, Origin number nine. David Clemmer, could have been an Origin front rower and just an enforcer. Isaiah Papaliti, one of the best back rowers in the game. John Bateman, one of the better back rowers in the game. Just an absolute competitor, a winner. Uh, and then Fanua Bole or Alex Twoll at sort of 13. Twoll, who coming into this season, hadn't missed a tackle since about under eight. <laughs> that is an incredible forward pack. And, you know, we, we look at, we'll probably use the example of Melbourne Storm a bit in this podcast as well, but how they were lacking sort of middles earlier in the year and it sort of, particularly come finals time, their star spine struggled to have much of an impact on games. They had the forward pack there for any back line to be able to do damage. And, yeah. mate, they're just – you get to the end of the season and, like, would they get worse throughout the year? Arguably, yes. I know they had a few injuries, but so did every club in the NRL. Well, I would argue, how much worse is the Tigers forward pack than the Storm forward pack on paper? It's better. It's better. Which just says, like, it shows you how much environment matters. And I think, you know, the thing that excites me about the Tigers, Kempi, Buller, De Silva, Fainu, Matamua, Bolo, Kapoa, all these young guys that I love and I think they've all got big futures and they could build something special there. But once again, the environment these guys are coming into, are they going to get the best out of them? Mm. 
I mean, I remember sitting here this time last year going, they've got all these guys coming, they've got to improve, it's got to get better. Five-year plan with Tim Sheens. Arguably got worse. Yeah, yeah. So I just, as much as I love all these guys and I love Finu and, you know, Buller's, you know, a superstar. Signed Sullivan as well, Caesar. Fuck, Bud Sullivan as well. Yeah. Like, is Caesar confirmed? interesting, isn't he? Is he confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. So there is, like, for the first time in probably a long time, Talent isn't their problem. No, it's not. No, they've no. got the talent there. And when you watch them play as well, like individually, they play all right. Yep. Like, I mean, of course, there are some players that don't, but but I also think that during the year, you know, and and we're looking at this this sheet here of all their results, and it says, you know, coach Tim Sheens. For me, for the last 15, 16 games, in my opinion, Benji was the coach. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and whilst. Results don't show improvement. I thought that just towards the back end of the season, they were playing a better brand of footy. Mm. And I think that Benji had a serious influence on that. So hopefully bringing in an experienced head like Aiden Caesar. Um, and, you know, I think it's shown over the last few years, you don't need absolute superstars in the seven jersey. When you've got a talented team, you just need someone that can yeah. dictate terms. Took your Raiders to a grand final a couple of years ago. So hopefully Caesar and Benji together, they can have a positive impact. Yeah. I... I just the, – the concern I have is that even if these players do their best, train their hardest, come with the best attitude, I, unless everything is, is good off the field, unless they're rolling into training with belief and cohesion and a direction, and I just don't know how they get out of this slump because the same people are in charge. The same people are in charge. And that's what worries me the most, that in a year's time we're going to be sitting here. Saying the same thing. It's yeah, it's tough. All right, let's talk about some positives. Some positives. Obviously, Buller, he did he did fade a little bit towards the end of the season, which is understandable for a rookie. But for most of the season, the things that he did behind a team that was struggling were absolutely amazing. And I hope for his sake, he's just extended. Obviously, I just want him to get some good coaching because I would hate for a guy with that much talent to spend the next five years or four years or whatever it is not. I guess not reaching his potential because it's a bad environment and the coaching isn't getting the right support it deserves. I think it is the best story to come out of the Tigers this year that he re-signed. Because they would have had every club in the competition throwing everything they could at that kid. Uh, For him to stay there is just fantastic for them. And for me, mate, obviously he came up with a lot of big attacking players. It was his defensive players that stood out for me this year. And I think that's what the Tigers have really missed over the last few seasons. Mm -hmm. Thank God they re-signed him. Like... Dream Buller is such a supreme talent. He came in this year in round eight. They were, I believe, 0 from 7 at that time. He lost his first game in the NRL, 22-16 to Manly. His second game in the NRL, he beat the Penrith Panthers with some incredible plays in that game. Some of the best defensive plays you'll ever see. Beat the Dragons after that. So he was 2 from 3. Lost to the Bunnies, fourth game. And then was a part of the side that won 66-18. So he won three of his first five games, including a 66-18 win against the Cowboys. His future, like, it's not just bright. He, oh, if the Tigers can put a bit together next year, Dream Buller, dare I say, Guru, it could be anything. Mate. Well, I was just about to say, when he made his debut and I saw him play for the first time, it's the first time I'd ever seen him, and I went, how the fuck did I miss this kid? Yeah. Oh. And yeah. then it revealed he was playing basketball. <laughs> he didn't really play much rep, so... The kid's still got a lot of development. He's playing as raw as you possibly could be right now in the team, the worst team in the competition. If it can start to improve and he gets more and more experience and more reps, I hate to say it as well, Timmy, 
that kid could be anything. Look, I'm going to be honest, Guru. I, I think you've let the punter, punters down because you should have been watching basketball. Tell me about it. To see whether he was going to be a good rugby league player. And so I think, I, look, I'm not saying that you've fallen off, but I think 2023 Guru would have been down to the basketball. Yeah, I've already got my Cairns Taipans membership for next year, so I'll be there, don't worry. He, he hits number one in the charts over the origin period. He says, yeah. oh, I don't need to do the legwork anymore. I've Getting made it. Comfortable. I'm done. Getting comfortable. Complacency. Far out. Unbelievable, Guru. Um, yeah, I think, Bula, the concern for all these players at the Tigers is, are they going to be getting the best coaching possible? And my concern for Benji is, is whether he goes, if he goes poorly, we aren't going to know whether, is it because Benji just doesn't seem to go well as a coach or is it because he's got a thousand voices behind him saying, no, nah, not allowed to do this or you have to do this or you have to recruit this person. Like before he was even a coach, there were articles about him and the head of recruitment not getting along. It's like, that's insane. And if it doesn't go well, you would like to think, oh, you know, the West Tigers will take care of Benji. They haven't in the past. Yeah, we know that they will. We know that if they don't go well, the first person that's getting put on the sword is Benji Marshall. The first person that's getting knifed in the back Mm. is going to be Benji Marshall. So, first of all, I I think Benji deserves massive praise and praise. I guess um, his bravery needs to be appreciated here because Benji doesn't need to do this. Benji could be a, a media pundit. He could, it's Benji Marshall we're talking about here. But he clearly has a, a very, I guess, a very special place in his heart for the Tigers to get knifed, come back, get knifed again pretty much, <laughs> come back. And then already before he's even coaching, there's drama going on and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stick it out and I'm going to try and make this work. You might have even skimmed over another knifing there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, Probably. It's something I would say to people out there, like if this doesn't go well next year, when you are reading the articles and all that stuff about Benji, just keep it in mind. Just keep it in mind that you will probably be reading something with a purpose that has come from a certain direction. So I really hope Benji can turn it around. I really do because there's so much young talent here and fuck, it's Benji Marshall. Mm. That's the beauty of Benji. Like those kids that are coming through at the Tigers now, Benji is their guy. Yeah. Yep. Tim Sheens was never their guy. Mm. Tim Sheens was our guy. Yeah. Mm. Tim, like th- these young guys wouldn't have known Tim Sheens from yeah. a bar of soap. Well, I remember we spoke about it when they made the appointment. Um, we said, a worry with Tim Sheens is this generation, he doesn't have the same magic as he did to the last generation. Uh, I, what, what is just, I just cannot wrap my head around it, is that the agreement to bring Tim Sheens on, Benji and that coaching staff, that was all a part of the agreement. So, so they, Tim Sheens and Benji would have sat down and gone, this is the plan. And Benji would have said, I'm on board, let's do it. And then that plan was cut short, literally, what, six months into it? Six months into that plan. And so, and then there were stories coming out about um, the assistant coaches of Benji that were part of the team. Now they're not, it's Dave Ferner, I think. He's not there. It's just like far out. There is so much drama at that club all the time. It's, it's impossible to know whether... Are they finally starting afresh? Is it turning over? You know what I mean? A new page? I just don't know. Um, now, in regards to performance of recruitment, I actually have um, had some disagreements with some people in the comments section. I personally thought their recruits in Bateman and Papali'i and Appy when he was on the field um, and even Clemmer played well. Especially, I thought Papali'i and Bateman, did they reach the heights of at other clubs? Well, of course not. Those other clubs were going really well at the time. Uh, I thought their, their recruits actually went really well, which again, 
that's the worry is even when the recruits came in and played well, they got worse, as in their position got worse. Yeah, and it's just tough, especially when you're watching, you know, Jacko Hastings playing halfback for the Knights, taking them into finals. You're watching Jock Madden when he gets an opportunity with Brisbane be pretty good as well. Meanwhile, you know, we got to the back end of the season, I think Will Smith and I can't even remember who the other ball player was they had there and you just sat there and went... Dane Laurie, he was killing it and he's gone. Oh, Started yeah. killing it at six and then now he's at the Panthers. Very good point, yeah. Jeez, he's going to be... Let's not talk about the Panthers <laughs> so anymore, but... Yeah, it's just, I, you know, I, I agree with you, mate. I think some of those th- those recruits came in and played well, but it's just, it's as always, it's the decisions surrounding that mm. that are just always alarming. Um, Kemi, there's one guy that I'm really excited about next year that I can't wait to watch, and it's this young Matamore. Mm, yeah. I really, really like him as sort of, I reckon he'll be a very good 13, and I reckon Benji can have a very positive influence on him. Yeah. That, that's a th- like, that's what's exciting for Tigers, is Talent is not a concern for them at the moment. Now, you could look at their halves and go, okay, you know, Caesar is a little bit older. But, look, Bud Sullivan is one of the best young sevens coming through the grades or halves coming through the grades. So the question, you know, the question of Bud Sullivan isn't talent. Like, he has all the talent. It's about, you know, making sure that he has the right programs in place to get him (coughs) on the field to play good footy. Uh, So that's the exciting thing for the Tigers. For the first time in quite a while, talent's not a concern. Whereas you go back a couple of years and you're looking at that roster going, it's just not at the standard of other rosters on paper. Um, yeah, and we'll, you'll, we'll get to a few teams shortly, but like you look at rosters that will go into previews next year and later on in the, the se- off-season, uh, toward the pre-season, and you go, oh, they're not very hard to see them playing finals football with that roster. Mm. The Tigers have a roster capable of playing finals football Absolutely. next year. Yeah. So they've got the ingredients. It's about putting them together. Now... Um, in regards to other players that you felt we felt had good seasons, uh, Dane Laurie is such an interesting one because he was. We were already hearing whispers before the season started that Charlie Staines was going to get that fullback spot, and then obviously Charlie Staines goes back there for a one game. He moves to the wing, and then you know, gets uh, then it's Buller that comes in and kills it, but then Laurie comes in at six and kills it. Uh, is there a concern that they're going to not give Bud Sullivan Caesar enough time to do their thing? Is there a concern that the Tigers <laughs> won't make the right decision? <laughs> Fucking oath, there's a concern the Tigers won't make the right decision. I just hope that Benji has enough control over this entire thing to just let it let them allow him just to do it his way. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah we, we we get the piss taken out of us all the time and whatnot, but. They are going to have to be patient, Tigers fans. They really are with this side Mate, because Guru, they've they've actually they are actually below the stay patient line for me. <laughs> because doggies, I'm saying stay patient because at least I think the club is going to be run well. My concern with the Tigers is, is that like you can stay as patient as you want with that Ross side, <laughs> like the, the higher ups. And that's the whole thing. Like I, I almost think if I'm Benji, I'm going in there to have a siege mentality with my players to go, hey, just let them do their fucking thing. We yeah. control what's here, but. You can talk more about it, Kempi. Is that how good clubs are run? No, they're not. They're not. I mean, is it no, as... I understand if Benji takes that approach. I get it 100%. Oh, for sure. I think it's pretty much the only approach he can take. Yeah. Because how many years has it been now where they leak the most information of any club in the NRL? Like, this is the bottom of the table team that is in the news cycle every single week. Every week. Um, and, and I look at this roster, I agree with you. I, I think, I agree with you both. This is a, a roster at its best that could be challenging for 10th, 9th, 8th. 
at its best. Yeah. Seventh, if you want to be generous. Like, so it's not, it's not a talent issue. Even, even the guys that are there, like culturally, they're good, good players. Like Clemmer, Bateman, Papali'i, Appy. These are all good players that bring quality things off the field as well. They're not just like stars that rock up and you can tell that, you know, they're really good, but they don't really care about the off-field stuff. Um, now let's talk about some of the players. Stefano, Uta Ikamanu. How do you rate his season? And is he on the path that we think he should be by now? For me, he's not. I, I did think Stefano would be well and truly ahead of where he is at the moment, whether that's a reflection on Stefano, whether that's a reflection on the West Tigers. I have got no idea whatsoever, but I did think that he would be further into his career than what he is at the moment. Yeah, yeah. what about you? Yeah, not so much. Like, averaged 111 metres this season, which is okay, but... We had such high prospects for him. It's funny to say because he played State of Origin this season, but you know it was a bit of a surprise selection. Then he sort of held his own in that arena and mm. didn't play the next game. I just he hasn't had the impact that I thought he would this year. Do we? Is that a Stefano thing, or do you think that's a club thing? I want to say it's a club thing. Maybe that's harsh. Mm. Maybe that's too lenient on players. I got no idea, but I, I feel like it's a club thing. Mm. It's yeah. I'm with Stefano's year. I don't think he played poorly, but at the same time, I think that he is an origin caliber player. And I just don't know whether the West Tigers are going to be the place where he reaches his full potential. Well, the thing that says it for me and what makes me lean towards the club's fault, he went into origin camp last year for a week, Mm. came out and played his best four weeks of footy Mm. we've seen and showed us what he is capable of doing, Um, you know, and it looks like the West Tigers had their influence once again and he sort of fell back into his old ways again. Yeah. And when we say, you know, he, he may not release his full potential at Tigers, that it's still his responsibility. We're not sitting here yeah. going, oh, he's just this, you know, has no agency and can't play well. Like, it's still Stefano's... He's the one that goes out there and he's so physically gifted that if he really put his mind to it, he could make 150 metres a game, mm. 30 tackles and low tack- missed tackle count. But what we're saying is, is that... If you took him to another club, they would almost force that potential out of him. Um, I don't want him to go to another club. I want him to stay at the Tigers and be a part of their resurgence. But I did think he'd probably be a little bit further along. I think also, you know, maybe we're being a bit harsh because he's still only 23 years old. He's a front rower. And maybe we're comparing him to guys like Haas, you know, Tino and their outliers. Usually it's not to you. I mean... Look at Fisher Harris and Leota's career. It wasn't until they were like 26 or so that they really started to figure out who they were as players. Maybe Stefano's going to take that time. I will say in his defence as well, when you have a look at the way their forward pack is built, like they have got a lot of decent front rowers. Mm. So it's like, I think, you know, when you have a look at, you know, your Broncos team, for example, like you've got Flegler and Haas, who are head and shoulders above the rest of the team. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, they've got Joe O. They've got, you know, obviously... Um, well, Joe's... They, they did have Joe O. They did have Joe O, yeah. Like, like there, there are a lot of forwards there that, you know... I don't know, maybe he's a guy you need to give more minutes to. I'm mm. not sure. But I, you know, like Timmy obviously read out that, that 110 metres per game. And I think that his minutes would probably be a little bit lower than a lot of other starting front rowers in the game. Just because they have got so many guys yeah. there. But I wonder, is that because of his fitness? And he just can't? Can he not play more minutes than that? But he's so big that, you know, a guy like that, you'd have to say he probably should be running for more than 110 metres a game. I'm looking forward to watching him 
in these uh, end of season championships. Yeah, so is he, a different system. Who's he playing for? Uh, Samoa, I believe he was named Samoa? on the side yesterday. Yeah, that'll so. be interesting. And it, I, I want, I really want him to fulfil his potential because I think that he's been at a club that has been run so poorly for so long now that it's really hard to say whether it's him or it's the club. But I think, I think personally that he will grow into the front row with Umo. I mean, it, it almost might be a little bit similar to Fodawaker. You know, came in, exploded, and had a few down, kind of a bit quieter years, or maybe one quieter year. Maybe next year is the year where, with Benji fully at the reins, he can get Stefano feeling comfortable, happy, and enjoying his footy, and that's when we see the best Stefano that we can see. I think he'll get there too. It's just going to take a bit longer than we'd probably hoped. Yeah. I think if he was at a, a top-tier club, he's... That would fast track his development maybe yeah. by a year or two. Well, like if it came out tomorrow that the Panthers had signed him, for example, I, I'd tell you he's going to play Origin game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which which I guess says a lot. Like yep. I think I, a lot of the responsibility is probably on the club part rather than the player part. Put it this way, if the Roosters had signed him instead of Spencer Lenu, how are we talking about oh. that signing? Oh. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so true, so true. Or like if he was replacing Tom Flegler, mm. how excited would you be? Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point, Guru. Uh, yeah, so as I said, I think we're all massive fans of Stefano. And we don't, we're not saying that he played poorly by any stretch, but we see him as origin calibre stock, and that's yep. where we hope he gets to. Uh, what, how do we feel about guys like Junior Tupo um, exploded onto the scene, was down a little <laughs> bit, then played some good games towards the end? Do we think... Like, are, like again, the question is, is, is he going to be... Are they, we know... The, you look at him physically and you go, Junior Tupo, wow. Like, look at the, the way he moves, how quick he is, how big he is, how strong he is. Is his biggest concern, do you think, consistency? Without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, he's got all the ability. Uh, and there's a lot of guys in this team that I think have got a, a lot of ability that they're in other teams. Like, I, I always like, coming off the bench, um, Alex Seifarth. Mm. He's always a very, very talented kid as well. They just need to find that consistency in that side. And, you know, hopefully Benji can provide it. But, but it's, yeah. it's like... Such a big portion of this team, isn't it? And it's what I was sort of thinking before that Junior Tupu, Stafford Toa had some incredible moments. Jake Simpkin had some nice moments this season. Uh, Asuka Payo had some decent moments this season. And you sort of, every time you're thinking, yes, how good is this player? They've got themselves a talent. They've got themselves a talent. But they, the, whether, I mean, it has to be the coaching staff. The coaching staff can't get the best out of them each and every week. Mm. And not even two out of three weeks. It's like one week they look like superstars and you'd see they've got the talent. Why can't they replicate it even more often than not? Yeah. And again, it shows that they've got the ability and they've got the roster, but they just need consistency. Yeah. And literally all the guys you just named were the guys in that position as they were coming through. Yeah. They were the guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think really, really disappointing year. But strangely, I do think they're in a better position heading into 2024 than, than they were couple years ago uh, I really like all the talent there I think that they've, they've easily got enough talent to, to make a bit of a dent but at the end of the day we say it speak about it every week it's about the coaching staff it's about the higher-ups for them because until that's sorted I just don't know what this team is going to be able to put together well it scarred me last year hopefully it doesn't scar me this year can't get worse <laughs> fuck could you imagine if it got out like seriously Rugo's bang Rue goes bang. Um, anyone else that you wanted to talk about for their season, boys? No. I would love to see this Asuka Kabal find a position next year. I reckon he is a real sleeping giant. 
Yeah, hasn't he been interesting? Like, he's again that consistency. Some games you watch him, you go, he's a beast. And then he'll go two or three games being quiet. And he's a really good example because I think part of the problem for him is he just gets moved to different positions every freaking week. A good team should sign him as a 17 and he would absolutely kill it. He'd kill it. Big boy, big explosive player. Yeah. Uh, is Adam Dewey going to be at the club long term, do you think? The rumours going around that Penrith is having a serious look at him. Yeah, there so are rumours going around. Get yeah. wrecked. Penrith can't take Dewey, please. Can you imagine? Could you imagine what they could sign Dewey on, though? Hasn't really played. Like, he hasn't played Origin. Mm. He's played for Lebanon. Hasn't played finals footy. He's only played X amount of games in the last few years. Mm. He'd Ra- have to take a bit of a pay cut. But the Raiders will offer him triple. <laughs> and he still probably won't take it. He still won't take it. DG would be a good get, though, with, with Stephen Crichton leaving. Fuck. <laughs> so good. It'd be so good. Um, going to be interesting to see where Adam Dewey plays next year. If he stays at the Tigers, is, is he almost a lock for centre? Like, locked in? I think with the kids you've got now, I don't think he can play 5 though. Yeah. Just I think he's more of If center. Bud Sullivan's in another team that doesn't get utilised in, I'll give it away. <laughs> yeah, that would be bizarre. Would be bizarre. I think his best position is centre. Yeah, I, I really do. Timmy? Bit of a bit of Jack Whiten vibe in that mm. I think his best position is centre, but do the Tigers need him at 5'8"? Mm. Because I think he's a very good 5'8". Yeah. I think like if you're picking him in a rep side, then sends his spot, but geez, he's got a lot to offer at 5'8". And in this side that, that is just shouting out for attacking now he's got it in him so mm. I, I don't know where he lands but I would lean towards probably 5'8 what does that, Adam do he wants to play 5'8 doesn't he I'm not sure I, thought, I, I, I think he's been public about really want to be a 5'8 but yeah, I'm okay. maybe wrong okay. he's, uh, I think the Jack White comparison is very good I think similar to Jack White he's a good centre he's a good 5'8 but he's just a better footballer mm. yeah I think Adam Dewey with Sullivan at the club you play Sullivan at 6 you play Caesar at 7 uh, and you play Dewey in centre. And you almost give him a bit of a roaming role. As long as he complements Caesar and Sullivan's game plan. I just think at 5'8", sometimes he's probably... Sometimes could be hard to work with because he's such a dominant 5'8". Mm. And that, as a half, it's hard to steer a team around when he's calling the ball and calling the shots. And the tough thing for Dewey is, is that there was a period where Tigers needed that because they had, you know, Brooks didn't seem like, well, he wasn't playing that great footy and Dewey was the only one having a fucking dig. Well, not the only one having a dig, but. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He was... Out and out, standout, effort on effort guy. Like, he really showed his passion. And and that's one, like, you, you cut him a bit of slack. And again, every team has injuries. But if you said at the start of the year, who's the one like, we can't afford to go down this yep, year? Dewey. I mean, you, you maybe start with Appy. But Adam Dewey is so important to that team. Mm. They lost him, what, around three or four or something? And they're not going to get him back until mid-season, are they? Yeah. yeah. So, so like, big blow. Big blow. Um, okay, yeah, so Tigers, really, really disappointing year, unfortunately. And... Hopefully, these this 
roster, this squad heading into 2024, are given the best opportunity to be the best they can be. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.